Meet James Mason, November 2020. <clears throat> One thing's for sure, as James looked at himself in the mirror. I'm different, he uttered to himself and the mirror. The mirror spoke no words, just displayed the changes that Mason saw in himself. How can you piece together a broken disaster, James asked. Imagine a glass bowl dropped, and the glass breaks into a million pieces. Even if you could put together all the pieces, the glass would never be the same as it once was when it was originally whole. This is now James, composed of a million different broken pieces. At the age of 29, James could finally see a whole complete picture out of the million of pieces. James finally saw himself. In 2020, James was able to smile through the rubble. James was not able to truly find out who he was, but he knew what he wasn't. And he found that most important as well. The 20th and 19th centuries, according to James, was defined by men who could recognize patterns as Galileo looked to the stars and saw patterns, which led to the discovery of our modern astrology. The 21st and the 22nd centuries, men will be defined by picking and choosing information and discarding ones that are not within their benefit. During the information age, with the current influx of information, a man must look into the wave of a disinformation and he must choose what is wise for him and what is bad for him. It's not what you know. It's what you know to be false. And it's not what website you go to or what you click. It's knowing that that in front of you is indeed propaganda or not. If you can come to those realizations, you can decipher the modern world, according to James. And in that, you find truth. James found himself in a new kind of prison, one that was not defined by economics or political discourse or and or political bipartisanship. Instead, he found himself in a new female-centric, gyrocentric order in which he was a mere proper slave of the system. Man up or shut up, the male catch-22. One of this new primary's way honor is used against men is in the feminized perpetuation of traditional masculine expectations when it's convenient while simultaneously expecting egalitarian gender parity when it's convenient. Let me explain. For the past 60 years, feminization has built in the perfect catch-22 social convention for anything masculine. The expectation to assume the responsibilities of being a man, aka man the fuck up, while at the same time disintegrating, asserting masculinity as a positive. Shut up. Whatever aspect of maleness that serves the female purpose is a man's masculine responsibility. True. Yet, any aspect that disagrees with feminine primacy is labeled patriarchy and misogyny. Essentially, this convention keeps males in a perpetual state of chasing their own tails. Over the course of a lifetime, they're conditioned to believe that they're cursed with masculinity, patriarchy, yet are still responsible to man up when it suits a female imperative. So it's therefore unsurprising to me that half the men in Western society believe women dominate the world. While at the same time, women complain of a lingering patriarchy, or at least a sentiment of it. This is the catch-22 at large. The guy who does not, in fact, man up is a chauvinist, misogynist patriarch. 
but he still needs to man up when it's convenient to meet the needs of a female imperative. In a geocentric social order, both the concept of honor and masculine responsibility is set by whatever is correct for female utility. If that means only real men do something to satisfy women imperatives, it implies that men who don't are false men. Those men are outside the tribe called men, as well as being unacceptable for reproduction, intimacy, and love. I say fuck that. It also implies that women have the authority to bestow manhood on men. And then, only by performing specific behaviors or believing correct beliefs as set by womankind. Yes. It's as if women uniquely hold the medal of manhood. To give exclusively to men who can qualify for her wanton needs. The authority men used to claim and it used to claim innate legitimacy of the past is now only legitimate when a woman wields it. As we've moved from a blank state basis of gender to an ambiguous subjective definition of what a man is, the female imperative has found utility in assigning the title of manhood to whichever man best exemplifies this utility to the geocentric social order. That's a lot of shit, I know. But in other words, the more a man meets the shifting needs of a woman, the likelier he is to merit the title of being a man or a real man. In fact, we hear this last one all the time in the means that serve the female imperative. A real man does insert whatever fucking bullshit serves women's long-term sexual strategy. Right? You're, you're not a real man because you're not... Me, me, me. Go back to my epiphany phase, man. Listen to that shit. You know, you're only a real man if you're satisfying her needs, whatever age she's at. And if not, you're a misogynist pig, right? In our, in our feminine correct paradigm, the authority that was once inherent in masculinity, which allowed men to declare what qualities it make a man, has been casually assumed by women to be tossed around as whim, and, nece- and necessity makes convenient. I elaborated, well, I'm going to elaborate to how in older conventional masculinity, manhood was something merited and conferred onto a boy by his adult male peers. There were rites of passage, rituals, tests, and qualifiers that transitioned boys into the world of men. This was part of his grounding in a tribal belonging that used to or at least somewhat direct his purpose in life. To be a man was to be part of a some whole, one out of many, It was the collective of men who conferred manhood onto each other. How this actually played out in real life and the integrity of that collective was always particular to the character of the tribe. But prior to the rise of geocentrism, the female imperative, conferring manhood on an individual was something unique to masculinity. Responsibility is what defines men to this day. But the utility in this being hammered home into the psyches of men have become something the female imperative has found very useful in consolidating power in the hands of women. We're ceaselessly told that responsibility is something men need to assume. But under the old sets of books, the incentive for a man assuming that responsibility came with the consummate portion of authority or power that was used to earn a man the title of manhood. Men were expected to possess the competency to produce surplus resources, enough to ensure the security and survival of his immediate and extended family, and then his tribe, his clan, his nation. We still call this being productive member of society, but now the incentives of a default authority that made assuming that responsibility a reasonable exchange 
have been stripped away all along with all the grounding that a family name or tribal identity used to mean to a man. In other words, you have all the responsibility with no authority. You are given nothing. No land, no, no virgin woman, no innocent woman, nothing for all your responsibility. In their place is all the same expectation of responsibility, but not even the pretense of male authority that stems from it. Let me ask you this, men out there. Do you have power? Are you free? Ask yourself that. Real power is the degree to which a person has control over their own circumstances. Real power is the degree to which we control the directions of our lives. How many, t- how many men today have real power? Power to direct, to direct the course of their own lives. As we commit to various aspects of life, family, business, the military, a woman, we incrementally exchange power for responsibility. Wealth often enforces will, but unless we can be one of the moneyed outliers in life, there is no true authority granted to men now in exchange for that responsibility. A man who would even presume to use an authority that might still be implied in these exchanges is labeled a tyrant, a vestige of a patriarchy, and that's now painted as a net negative to society. In other words, if you're a man and you show any kind of your authority or your leverage as a man cause in order to take on responsibility, you're a patriarch. You're, you're, you're a misogynist. That's the man up catch-22 I'm talking about, right? You're supposed to man up when it, when it fits their par- imperatives, right? And you're supposed to take on all this responsibility and all this stuff while you have absolutely no authority that comes with it. It's a, it's a raw deal. I digress. In a legal sense, man has no authority with respect to his power over virtually every aspect of his interactions with a woman or a wife. Absolutely true. A geocentric social order's prime directive has been to remove all vested male authority and, by extension, almost all power the man has to direct the course of his own life. You get married, you get divorce raped. You have kids, boom, you're on the hook for child support. All these laws are put in place for you to fail. For you to be a slave. For you to man up and be a provider. Because the moment you're not, you are a misogynist and the system will come after you. There are numerous ways a feminine primary social order removes the teeth from male authority today. First and foremost is the social pretense of blank state equalism. A default presumption that men or women are quote equal agents in every aspect whether it's physical, emotional, psychological, intellectual, it's the cover story necessary to remove an authority that was based on the conventional differences between the sexes. Yeah, so if you remove that men are just naturally superior in terms of strength, stuff like that, and you lie to people and say it's a blank state equilibrium, equal system, where we're born the same, which we all know or not, you remove our perceived, our God-given authority. You neutralize us. You take off exactly what makes us powerful. You neuter us. You neutralize men, right? By denying each sex its innate differences, social constructionism denies men their innate advantages and strengths. Once this becomes the normalized social convention, it was simply a simple step to remove male authority. You know, to destroy authority in men is very hard, right? So the first step was to deliberately confuse men about the evolved nature of conventional masculinity. Thus, masculinity became subjective. 
Never has the idea of being a bad, being being a man, more reveled, obfuscated, blurred, ridiculed, demonized, and loathed by men themselves. Most pathetic shit I've ever seen when men men go, oh, you're toxic. Wait for the masculinity is toxic articles to follow this shit, I bet. The worst shame, the worst cliched virtual will come up from male authors stepping up to apologize to women on behalf of all men for the violent ignorance of what they think is a learned toxic masculinity. And these fucking simp men who've been taught that gender is a social construct, so there's really no definitive answer to what makes a man a man. These men who've been conditioned in their feminine primary upbringing who are so confused or gender-loathing with respect to masculinity that they feel compelled to believe they speak for all mankind when they apologize for all of us. I say, fuck you. I say, fuck your expectations. I say, fuck it all. That's toxic masculinity for you. Welcome. That's a man. We defy the social conventions that are placed on us. I am not your slave. I never will be. When it comes to trying to figure who you are, it's never as simple as it may seem. Ask yourself one simple question, and you get complicated answers. Such as, who am I? Really? Who the fuck am I? Really? Behind the facade? To the nitty gritty? Who the fuck Am I? What I want this to be about is to ask ourselves the hardest questions. Could you ask yourself, who am I? And truly answer. Could you ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish before I die? And, am I living the life I truly want? And, finally, what is stopping me? We may never get answers. And the probability is you won't. But the questions themselves will propel you to a new era in your life. The only way to conquer everything around you is to first conquer yourself. I see myself from the outside. Smile. Present aside. It's a performance. With my eye always on the exit. Always on the exit. I'm always fucking exiting. A self-destructive side. Get me the fuck out of this fucking prison. So many times I screwed up in my life. Talked when I should have listened. Been harsh when I should have been tender. Drunk when I should have stayed sober. Cheated, lied. I suppose I was a monster. A monster with a worthwhile heart nonetheless. I chased my heart while succumbing to my natural disposition evil, and sin. I chase the good while being bad. I chase my dreams and all else is secondary. I started with nothing. And the more I gain, the more I wish I never received it. From the back and sweat and insane risks my father and family took to get me here. I won't ever stop. I only know forward. I used to want it all. I used to live in a state of always wanting more. Nothing was ever enough to feed my satisfaction. More! And more I got. It was clear as day I was unstoppable. I had no control over the steering wheel. My life is a series of failures. 
I fell so much you wouldn't believe. Some say I'm flawed and incapable. I say I'm still just learning. No one sees the failures, the risks, the down and out, the bottom. All the while I failed and I'm at the bottom, I'm still achieving all that I set out to. I'm only unsuccessful because I don't own the material things that I once used to think defined my life. I do, for the first time in a long time, have power and direction of the course of my own life. The greatest disposition of my time is to fall to the allure of evil which stays inside me or use this evil for good. The duality. I like to think I'm a good person. However, a good person means nothing to this society. When I take what I want, I suppose I will have no remorse. I looked up to the stars. I questioned the meaning of life. I asked the most pressing questions of our time. While I didn't receive answers, took me upon this bullshit journey that I would never forfeit. For truth, I will die with truth. That was episode one, What is a Man, which is basically none of these fucking conventions that modern society puts on us, especially when we have no authority over anything. We are not anyone's slave. We are not to be manned up to anyone. Why? Why is that a social convention? Why Why? Why is it always on us? Right? That's what a, a real man is not what the media tells you, what, what you'd be talking about in, out there in TikTok and you know, being a simp for her. That ain't manhood. We're going to explore what the fuck real manhood is. You know, men are just serial mon- monogamous. You go from you go from mommy to girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend. Never ever really truly expressing or exploring their true masculinity on their own. With their tribe, with their, further, with their fellow man. That's what I want to create here. If you're listening, man, that's what this is going to be about. Building a tribe or building something with like with like-minded men and saying let's go our own way fuck the bullshit you know and and really create and be in control of our own lives that's it and if you have issue with that i don't fucking care toxic masculinity bitch i'm out